Hey there, this is Joy Garingo from the company Cebu, one of the co-moderators of Startup Island PH's Startup Talks. In case you missed the episode on Facebook, we have made this available for you on podcast format. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. And thank you again for joining us um, for another Startup Talk. I am here with Vince Loremia and, of course, our guest for this session, Mr. Ray Ripundo. I think, um, especially for those in the startup um, community, I think you've heard of Quickwire and the legendary Mr. Ray Ripundo. Um, so, <laughs> yes, legendary because of a lot I'm of old. things. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but legendary because of the feats that you have um, accomplished given that um you started wh- when was it 2014 2014 2014 right uh, can you tell us about um about that can you tell us more about how you started and then of course before you tell us your origin story maybe like uh, can you let our viewers know what you're up to right now well i'll start with how we started um uh, this is actually my fourth or fifth business, I think. And uh, it started out uh, with some friends having a drink after work, you know, and we were talking about how we hated our jobs. <laughs> like, I hate this, or I hate working there. You know, like, give me some more beer. We should start our own company, right? And uh, that was 2013, right? And then uh, we uh, ended up incorporating and then, you know, getting it started. And um, those co-founders are gone, by the way. So they, they, they're not my co-founders now. So I have new co-founders. Uh, we actually started another company, but it's kind of related. Um, but my new co-founders are great. They're the ones who really helped me build the company. Yeah. yeah. And, and people don't know, Ray, uh, you were founded in, through GFDI, which is in Singapore. Yes, GFDI, in Singapore, yeah. In 2014, you were the first batch, and then we were the second batch. Yeah, no, actually, no, we were in batch B now. We're batch B. So we're C. You're, so I think you're C. Yeah, you're C. Yeah, C. So we're, we're the third batch. Yeah, but, we're your uh, next, you're, you're next after us, yeah. Uh, yeah. So can you tell us more about that journey and why you choose GFDI and how did you uh, go through GFDI? Technically, GFDI was a different company. It was, uh, we were building a platform for freelancers. It's not the current business we're in. We're just focused on real estate, right? So that, this is a, Change, a big change in, in, in uh, the business itself. I also have different co-founders there. Uh, so that's how uh, it started out. So you can argue there's a connection, but uh, there there is, but it's really different, different business. Um, but I still talk to you. You is a great guy. Uh, who else? Um, that, that company is still with us. The, the original Quickwire is still with us uh, as an entity, yeah. Great experience in Singapore, by the way. It's a lot of, I think at that time, the startup community in Singapore is still growing, right? So it was a very early stage, but even in Singapore, but now they have so many unicorns, so many bigger companies, which is beginning to happen here. So that's, uh, I think we are Singapore in 2015, same timeline, Singapore 2015. In a couple of years, we're going to have a handful of unicorns. Yeah, I think that's two years from now, or is it 2024, 2025? 2024, maybe. My estimate is around 2024, we're going to have our first real unicorn. Wow. Real unicorn. And who's your bet? Is it Kumu or 
Gcash. I think Kumu or Great Deals. Kumu or Agrosari, those three. Paymongo, Paymongo also. Paymongo. Very confident about Paymongo and Kumu. Uh, these are all homegrown Filipino startups. The, back in 2014, 2013, uh, the only Filipino startup, they don't even fund Filipino startups. Even Philippine startups, you have to be founded by some foreigner, right? Yeah. And then they're operating here. They get funded from us by investors. But you know, they don't get funded too much, right? But now all the all the most successful startups in the Philippines that are growing are Pinoy founded. They're not even foreign founded. Not even white people, you know. It's like mostly uh, homegrown Pinoys. Not even the ones who are abroad. The I, I came from abroad. I'm talking about those who were born and raised here. The Paymongo guys, right? See the past. The Grosari guys, and you know, mm. we may have studied abroad too for, for college. Some mm. of us. But I grew up here. I was 18 when I left, so adult now. <laughs> okay, it's good thing that you pointed out because you know behind that doors, Ray. There's always this saying about other startup founders, like this guy was founded because he has connections in the U.S. He was born in the U.S. He was raised in the U.S. He has been in Stanford. He has been in Harvard. Is that truth to that? Can we debunk that myth? Well, there's truth to that. You do have certain advantages, like Roland yeah. Kumos from the U.S., but yeah. he built the startup here. Maybe what he had with him was the mindset, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and the thinking and the culture of, of you know, because he came here, he started from scratch, and he raised money here. He raised money from the Valley. He didn't go to YC, right? He got everything done here. That, that means anybody could have done it from here. He doesn't have to come from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but but to be in the skin of game, you should have all this privilege, right, or advantages. Well, yeah, how true. can you build your advantages? Do you know well, how? Yeah. Network. Well, it, it, you cannot deny the fact that uh, most people who go into startups. Yeah. Uh, do don't have a lot of responsibilities. You know, I mean, like, uh, or come from well-off families that they they don't have to, you know, lift their family out of poverty so they can't quit their jobs. You know, like I never had to worry about doing that. You know, like I never had to send my my brothers and sisters to school. We were not yeah. rich, but we were not destitute. You put it that way. <laughs> so mm. I had all everything I earned just just for me. You know, mm. if I lose all my money, I go back to my mom. You know, I just live to live, live at her house, and I go. I'll try back. I'll try another day, right? It's not like she needs me to finance her. You know, she doesn't need me to finance her. So in a way, I'm privileged for that in that aspect. But uh, uh, yes, it can be done even if you're not. Even if you are, it's just harder. You know, right. yeah, it's just tougher if you if you have to raise a family or you have to like uh, support your parents I, which I I really didn't have to do too much uh, even my brothers you know like so my, but so yes privilege is actually a big factor uh, in, in taking risks in taking chances in fact my two co-founders came from well-off families so when they were in college when they co-founded me they, they can they were able to take a job that doesn't pay <laughs> like yeah good to know yeah because uh Uh, on my end, uh, I'm not also a privilege because I, I never went to Harvard. I never went to US. I mean, I we really started from scratch. But the privilege there, my advantages was I was in a startup which exposes us to oh, what yeah. you call global mindsets. That's right, the mindset. Yeah. You, you start with Calify, right? That's a very good idea back then. Like uh, when uh, you started with the. 
Yeah, prior to Qualify Plus, um, Tudlo, which ah. is mobile application, which oh, I didn't. Oh, Tudlo, you're even... one of the co-founders of Tudlo. Okay, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and I didn't even know how to monetize that because it's just mm-hmm. an idea and it's a good thing Smart Communications invested that company. And, um, nice. And, yeah. Uh, but with Qualify, um, it was easier because I have a co-founder who really knows how to build uh, software, but that guy also doesn't have any experience outside. Uh, in fact, I think I met him before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark even have doesn't have any passport when we went to Singapore. And that's the reason why I was there first prior to him. And okay. so that's true. You don't have to be privileged yeah. to be in tech startup. Right, Joy? Yeah. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> and I think um, uh, what I'm also curious about, right, is um, when you uh, decide when you decided to start your startup, um, it was because uh, you felt strongly about the job that you were in, right? And um, when did it become very real for you? Like, how, how did you um, arrive at that point? What were what were you thinking about? Hmm. Oh, it's mostly about I mean, well, when I did the startup. It's not you want an honest answer. You yeah, give me a bullshit answer. I give you an honest answer. I wish I could tell you I wanted to save the world and you know help <laughs> you know underprivileged people and you know that kind of stuff. But I don't. I, it's not my motive. My motivation was to make get create a company that can get big and make me a lot of money. Mm. That's it. The only motivation I've ever had from the beginning. Right. Um, I'm just being honest. I think a lot of people that's their motivation. They just flower it with, you know, social blah, blah, bullshit, you know. For me, it's about making money from the very yeah, and, start. And I love a fun too. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, so I always start, you know, from the very beginning, I always found a way to monetize and, and, and create revenues. Mm-hmm. I'm a finance guy, so uh, it's not about changing how people behave or, you know, like uh, people, you know, to better the world, that, that kind of stuff. Maybe it would have been a good thing if we can do that too. But uh, the, the, the primary motivation is, is all about me and myself. <laughs> yeah. Which is it's good. Very powerful I like that you're honest about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I do agree. Now you employ almost 100 people, you know, so it's wow. a, it actually helped yeah, out a lot. Which worked really helped. well. Because we, we right. focus on the business side first. How can this mm. thing make money, right? How can this mm. afford to pay, do the payroll? Now we have two offices in Mahati, uh, and then we we have a, a big payroll team now. We have a big payroll. We're probably gonna hire fifty to seventy five more people this year, so the company is mm-hmm. growing really fast. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. Given that real estate is not, um, well, it suffered because of the pandemic, but it, it's really good news that you guys are growing despite that. Um, and then of course, like when you pivoted, right? Uh, so I've read. Wow. So before we had this conversation, I listened to a couple of podcasts, right? And then you mentioned about um, pivoting a lot. And then you're now in the real estate space, uh, real estate space, um, which I'm also in. I'm in the co-working space. Um, so how how did the how did why did you decide to pivot? What were the primary reasons? Was it first because of the overhead cost or was it because there was a bigger opportunity and how did you spot it 
Well, you only pivoted probably three times, and then the other one was actually changing company, changing business. Um, it, it's basically just finding what customers want, and we're uh, building something that somebody would like to use. It's nothing it has nothing to do with, you know, just follow where the where the customer leads you. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> hmm. Especially the customer that you truly understand, right? Yeah, you so can't get it right the hundred percent the first time, you know. Mm. You know, there's a 90% chance of failure in your first business, 90%. Mm. What they don't tell you is there is a 70% chance of failure on your second business. Mm. 70% na lang. And then in your third business, you probably have 60% chance of failure. That's why most people succeed on their fourth, fifth, or sixth business. Mm. So this is my fifth business, I think. So I'm pretty average. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but congrats, congrats. And also like... um. Uh, I think a lot of people would also want to know how you were able to raise, right? Like a really um, good amount of, of Series A, right? Funding. We um, only raised you... $4 million uh, to date. So it's not like wow. one of those. Uh, we haven't raised that as much as the other ones yet. We're raising a $20 million round uh, this year. So we'll probably close it by Q3, early Q3 or late Q2. So we're, we're getting there. Uh, we already have... Uh, several lead, potential leads and so that one is a loss because the company is growing and uh, so that's why we are we have we're getting uh, attention from investors yeah so but but we haven't raised yet like the other guys just and make their announcement we're gonna make our announcement soon but uh, wow. after the wrap <laughs> are they so basically- wait, what's the formula and what are the data uh, for you to get that big amount of investment well, Ane, you, you need to have a name. Well, traction is important. Revenue is growth is important. How fast have you grown? So we tripled our revenue in less than in 18 months from $1.6 million a year to $4 million a year. So last year we did $4 million in revenue, net revenue. So and GTB about $80 million last year. So the, the company is really like growing. We, we project 200, $220 million this year. In transactions, dollars, US dollars. So if you can show the path to how, how you're growing the business, mm-hmm. I think the formula is you need to sell. If you can sell more, you know, sales solve everything. Funding problem, sales. You have a personal problem, personal drama, sales. The more sales you have, the more money people have and the happier they, are, they get, right? Even the best, nicest, nicest CEO becomes probably a jerk when things are not doing so well. And they're like, uh, you know, and even the, you know, so I guess a lot of people say I'm a nice guy, but, <laughs> you know, like we've been lucky so far, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, and so right now, uh, what's your um, path after getting the Q3 investment? Are you going out uh, from the Philippines? Are you moving to Singapore? Are you moving to U.S.? We'll stay what? here. We'll, be, we'll stay here for the next uh, 18 months at least in the Philippines. Focus on the Philippine market, right? Mm-hmm. So cross-border payments to the Philippines is pretty big. So we're not just doing real estate anymore. We also do BPOs. We oh, process payments okay. for BPOs. We process payments for banks now. We process international payments in the past of Miami. Local payments, we don't do as much. We just partner with local pay. We partner with Paymongo. We partner with... Uh, mm-hmm. Send it and pay Mongo. And uh, we have our own local gateway called Maybank, but um, they'll also pay Mongo. <laughs> they have a better tech. 
Get a better deal, I bet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess like, um, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Um, uh, about the payment space, uh, Ray, uh, people saying is there's tons of startups in the Philippines who's really uh, focusing on payments. Uh, is, is it the, the easiest path or is it obvious because Philippines is not yet that mature in terms of payment? Uh, why there's still a lot of startups going to payment space? Well, there's a, all kinds of payment that, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of payment that, you know, people, there's enterprise payment, there's like e-commerce, so different solutions, different problems that are solving. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's, FinTech is uh, very attractive because it's a lot of the money is coming in there. Also, uh, revenue-wise, it's easier to, the problem in monetization. <laughs> we never had to worry about, how am I going to make money from this? What's your money, what's your revenue model? I never had to worry about that question. I say yeah, payments. There is a revenue model. We charge fees, foreign exchange. Yeah. You know, so that's probably one of the beauty of the the, the space. So, um, are you staying in the Philippines uh, just for this startup, or you're going back and forth in the US? Because I know you are a US citizen, right? But I'm dual. I'm both. Yeah. Dual. Okay. Yeah. So you you're staying in the Philippines for yeah, the rest I mean, of. Okay. In Mahat, I'm here in Mahati. You have two offices here. Most of the time, I have one nearby. So I'm here. Um, U.S. I probably travel twice a, twice a year mm. for compliance and some other you know regulatory stuff. Tax yeah. and everything. Yeah. I'm just curious. How many investors do you uh, talk to every month? Do you do well, you know, recently, recently we launched. Oh, I don't talk to any investors when we're not raising money. So when you're raising money, we we just launched our campaign last week. So mm. this 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 week I talked to I think six now. Last week mm. I talked to four. So by the end of the month I'll probably talk to forty. Mm. Some of those second meeting now. Yeah. 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 I know Ray, you have a style of talking to investors. Like for people here who's racing, uh, what's your formula or style when you are racing and when you are facing different types of investors? I just look at them in the eye. Like uh, and then I just tell them, you you will invest, you will invest in us, <laughs> like a Jedi. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, no, uh, you need to be able to speak clearly. I, I I'm not really good at it. I, I just got mentored by Endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to enunciate every word. Speak clearly. <laughs> have a deck that that uh, no, deck is very clear. It doesn't have too much mm -hmm. stuff in it. Uh, the, the faster they get your idea, the better. Some founders mm -hmm. try to obfuscate. Like, ahala nila, pag nilito na investor, the investor is going to get confused and impressed with you. <laughs> They're not going to get impressed. If you cannot explain, ahala na, when it's complicated, they look smart. No. If they can't understand what you're saying, that means you're an idiot because they can't explain what you're trying to Parang ganon, no? So they, you, you don't look smart by throwing mm -hmm. a bunch of marketing jargons and you, know, mm -hmm. you need to be able to explain your idea clearly and simply mm -hmm. yeah. they listen to a lot of ideas you know, and, and if the founder can if the founder can't explain it clearly how can you sell it right mm -hmm. and, and last communication communication then communication and and ray uh, about the structure of your company I know most of the startups are actually incorporated in Singapore or in the US. In your case, is it uh, incorporated in the Philippines? 
And if not, why did you do that route? Well, we were incorporated in the U.S. and Singapore and the Philippines. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. which but, one? But which one came first? Uh, US, US came first. U.S. came first. Yeah. U.S. And Delaware, and then Philippines, and then Singapore is now our holding company. Mm. Oh. So the U.S. company acquired the the Singapore and the Philippines. Uh, the Singapore company acquired the uh, the U.S. and the Philippine companies. Mm. Yeah, a holdings holdings okay. company. Yeah, okay. that, that's very that's a very good structure to have. And is it most preferable for investors that it's structured that way too? Yes, yes, they want it to be Singapore, oh. not Philippines. Yeah. Mm. Eh, what is the reason for this? Uh, Singapore versus U.S. in 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 this case. What's that, sir? What do you mean? We say. Uh, so um, you made the you made the decision to um, base the holdings company in Singapore, and it is what is oh, most preferable. Oh. Yeah, preferable. Then why why is this so right? Like for for those who are watching. Well, our lead investor for Series A, you know, wanted it to be a Singapore entity, so you said okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way to yeah. get fun. Just yeah. follow the money. Because when the race came in Series A, it was a pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people were not investing, so like, oh shit, are we gonna raise money? We're we're shoot, right? So mm-hmm. we just said yes. <laughs> but now we can demand stuff, you know, because we we have the advantage right now. Mm-hmm. It's more more interest right now within the unless the war in Europe expands. I hope it doesn't, you know. So mm-hmm. I see. Um, I, I'm just curious, Ray. What's your big uh, goal for uh, acquire. Do you uh, want to sell this IPO, or you're not there yet? You're just happy with what you're doing right now. Well, we're, I'm happy where I am. Oh, well, I'm I'm happy what I do. I'm happy with what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy, but I'm not content. <laughs> okay. yeah, right. Yeah. I'm happy with the process of doing this. Yeah. But. It's not like I'm gonna be complacent, you know. I'm still gonna work hard, you know, on, on achievements. Mm-hmm. I don't base my happiness on achievements. Put it that way. You choose to be happy now, mm-hmm. and uh, that means if you're happy now, everything else that adds up later on is just a plus and a bonus. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna base your happiness on achieving certain milestones, mm-hmm. and you're never gonna be happy because you're always gonna to have to achieve something more, right? Like, have you ever been? Have you ever had the experience like if I get this and get that to that point, I'll be really happy. And then you get there and you're like, ah, that's it. <laughs> right? It happens to a lot of people. People are terrible at predicting what's going to make them happy. They don't know. Mm-hmm. The key is you actually can be happy now. Like be happy now. And sure. then still work your ass off. And then everything else that comes in is a plus. Then you're going to become really happy. <laughs> you know? so, so that means you're not really... Uh, Sitting your sights on the exit plan, right? Yeah, I, I am. I am. Um, it, it will come, it will come, right? But I just I'm still enjoying the entire process right now of hiring people and building the team. And I see them grow, and it's very satisfying to see a lot of people like like a lot of people in your team growing in their careers and you know making more money and 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 uh embettering their lives, and then that gives you some sense of you know like satisfaction and, and, and pride that, that uh, um, you're, you've done something uh, that, that's very worth it. You know? And then uh, it gives you a sense of uh, fulfillment that uh, 
I don't think you get anywhere else aside, aside from doing that. You know, you you get had a positive impact on other people's lives, and it's very good, very good feeling. It's sustained. Mm-hmm. It's not like exhilarating for, forever. It's it's more like kind of like you know, like every time the things are hard and you think about it, you know, yes, I did it. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's not just me, but they also help you get there. So it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm right. Like it's that. easy for you to say that you would like to have 50, 70 more people on your end. Yeah. It's easy to say that number, but I know how hard it is. So how, how do you really uh, get people to believe in your vision and be mm-hmm. onboarded uh, on your journey? Well, hmm. well, I'm not really an end. Well, we had a, for one thing, the first few years that I was a vision, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like, what are we really doing? Like, we're processing payments, right? For large real estate companies, for Ayala Land, for Mega World. So what are we really doing? We're making, we're, we're helping really large companies get even more richer and more powerful. <laughs> we're not helping them their bank. We're not helping them their privilege. We're having really big company get even richer than they are. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't purpose not in a, in a, in a social enterprise. Then the only thing I can think about is the, the impact I ha- we had with, with all of our employees, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, we're also helping, let's say, uh, people who had a problem paying their condos or people who have businesses to have. Uh, so, so it's still a work in progress, but the vision is to inspire yeah. people. I don't want to start a cult. You know, it's not, <laughs> you know, this, we have faith in our business, in ourselves, but we don't, we don't we, it's not a religion, you know, like. You know, I even tell my guys, you know, like this is work, but I don't demand absolute loyalty to the company. I don't even demand loyalty to the company, to the empo- to the employees. You know, we we want to earn your loyalty. We're not gonna force it upon you. And of course, loyalty is is is, is never absolute. It's 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 uh, relative now, right? For example, no, or maybe you have to be loyal when you're working here. You can't be feeding information to a competitor. Like, you know. But if you get, we're not gonna make you choose between your family life and this in this work, right? Mm-hmm. So loyalty, your first priority is your family, yourself, your 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 life, your your family first, right? And your yourself, mm-hmm. your health, right? That's important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're gonna we're gonna try to earn your loyalty, you know, by by doing what's right, you know. So you know, let's go to mafia, absolute loyalty illegal so, so that's one thing. I think that alone, uh, sometimes it's not the overall big vision that gets people on board. It was something bagay lang na, let's say, you know, we allow work from home, the camaraderie uh, that people have. Uh, you know what really makes people depressed or happy or unhappy? It's not really the big things like getting married or graduating or the big, the big single events in life. I think it's the daily thing that you go through every day, you know, and and, and um, if you're stressed every day or you're you're, you're being trabaho or you're you're you know like you're unhappy like from small like for pileup yan eh, for like two years three years kang na you're you know somebody at work naharaska those are the things that we try to eliminate here so we have. In the company, you have a code of conduct, code of behavior. You can't do certain things here. You can't. You can't be magmura. You can't be magmura. Your employees mo. You can't uh, harass or humiliate anyone. We have an independent HR that monitors these things, and um, 
to make sure nobody is feels they're uncomfortable or abused or pinagiinitan or so those those are the things that they lay out now and people stay so people stay here because of that and we, we don't have a set culture like everybody has a great yeah. culture yeah. you know what we do we have um we of course we do have a culture but you don't have to fit into that culture right my question to you is what can you add to our culture to make it better so it's more of a culture add than a culture fit so the culture evolves and changes over time what we like to maintain is values integrity transparency honesty uh respect that those 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 are values those are universal and we like to maintain them culture it can change it can evolve that's it which it really does which it really does in every aspect right like in a nation yan talaga um and i think it's um interesting to note that and that there are and it's refreshing and i hope a lot of um startups take that with them and and make the goal of um hiring people and giving them a dignified life and um yeah hats off to you and i'm very very happy that that's the case i hope to be um exposed to that type of um culture more often right because it's very rare in the philippines um not a lot of um not a lot of people get the chance to work for a company that um aims to give them a very dignified life mm-hmm. so a lot of companies now, a lot of startups are doing the same thing we're doing we're not unique now anymore it's a lot more pay mom so, so it, it's getting better and better for a lot of people mm-hmm. and and i think though i think it's also connected to how we can grow so if a lot of companies treat their employees that way um, more employees can think of other ways to make life better for them not just survive on a daily basis but and yeah. yeah so i'm i'm just curious about um how you uh how you find the right people because i think intrinsic um the the i think you have to have the right sales people with the right network so how do you find them how do you hire them well then yeah, we started out as you know getting interns from schools back then kasi lahat ng pambayad actually employees <laughs> <laughs> When we started out, we didn't have any money. So uh, apparently, uh, but you know what, what happened? The surprising thing is when you're doing something new, something different, something that's never been done before, like you're innovating, it doesn't matter. Actually, the best people to get onboarded are interns, the one who have no experience, young kids that zero. Why is that? Because you're doing something new, experience matters little. Mm. It's new. You haven't done it before. Yeah? So if you're going to get a bunch of 30-year-old MBAs, corporate, who has, who has set ways of doing things, right? Um, All the egos and then they expect higher salary. They think they're the shit. But if you get a bunch of kids who are 19, 20 years old, very passionate, they want to prove themselves, first opportunity nila, and they they learn faster kasi wala pa silang gaano experience and they don't have to earn a lot they don't have to unlearn a lot yeah. like the and older also, people that's true and they don't you, you don't have to pay them a lot also when you first hire them because we we, we pay them the intern allowance oh, yeah, them. <laughs> so so that's the key that, that's the key and they're very passionate about it they really like what they're doing and, and uh, they don't have to unlearn a lot 
ano ba ba? And they they eventually make the best ano, uh, employees when you hire them later on. Agree. I agree with you. But as right. you grow the company, uh, you're gonna need more structure. Mm. Uh, like pasahin na 16, 20, 40, you're gonna need some MBAs there, some some corporate stuff there. So you're gonna need experience later on. Yeah. Mm. True. Um, I think that really resonated well. I, I think that's also what we uh, do, what we practice. We like hiring young people. And then, of course, um, we hire those with really great experience. But I think what's most, um, uh, what's amazing about the young people is their energy, Bital, uh, and their priorities. Their priority is just to improve themselves. So when they improve themselves, they also improve your organization. What do you think yeah. of this, Vince? Yeah, I think so. It boils down to the leader. Uh, and that's the reason why I wanted to ask this next question, Ray. Uh, you as a leader, uh, ano ka ba? Autocratic, democratic? Do you hands very hands-on or you deliberate to your um, senior managers? Well, the, the, initially, I wanted to be the anti-micromanager. So it came to a point where mo, okay, mo gusto mo mm. and it, 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 um, it backfired. It was okay in the beginning, but eventually it backfired because people realized they felt, felt there's no leadership. Mm-hmm. So I had to move back a little bit to the center again and be more active in, in managing. Uh, but the way I do it now is uh, I, have, I have nine managers in different departments, business development, sales, tech, product, all these guys. And I meet with them every once a week. And then now, since I've been goals now, and then you guys figure out how to do it. We disseminate to your team. And uh, yeah, we empower people uh, to make decisions here. So you're not only allowed to make decisions, you're also allowed to make mistakes. Mm. Yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes, take chances. Yeah. And they, they like that. And, and they like the responsibility. And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why we, uh, we, um, we've actually grown. And, and I don't even directly hire people anymore. I do interview people, but I don't decide. I'm not going to hire someone and decide, I'm going to put it in your tech department. I'm going to hire this guy and put it in your department. The, the CTO there or the product manager hires their own people. I can only recommend resume. Oh, maybe by interview decision who they want to put in their own departments. Yeah. So hands off So overall strategy, overall goal, you know, how to get it done, sila na bahala. Let's True. True. Because you know why. Uh, we also have a decision-making process. Because see, one of the greatest cause of failure sa mga startup is mga founders ag away away. Yeah, true. 100%. Napaka-common yan, away sa away. My original co-founders away kami na away. But I realized you need to have a decision-making process. You need to have a way to have somebody decide what to do. For example, kayo, nung co-founders mo, no? Vince, si Mark, isa, isa niyong co-founder. May isang direction kayo yung gustong puntahan. Ikaw, gusto mo ganito ang gawin. Isa, isang gawin. Okay, okay. Okay lang naman na mag-deliberate kayo, magtalo kayo. But at the end of the day, ang trabaho ng CEO, wala well, po, makikinig ng CEO sa lahat. But at the end of the day, his job is to make a decision. No? He has to, hindi pwedeng indecision forever. If he makes a decision, and magkamali siya, the people around him, the co-founders, cannot say, I told you sa'yo, eh. ganyan, 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 ganyan. So you, you can't have the I told you so people crowd. 
the job of the co-founders is coming. Okay, sige, ayusin natin para sa anong, anong pwede nung gawin. Yun lang lang. You know why that works? I'll tell you. Kasi as a startup, kumpisang-kumpisa ka pa lang, the very beginning of your company, seven or eight decisions out of ten, mali. Hmm. Ngayon, kung yung, yung partners mo, pupunahin lahat ng mali mo, which is marami. <laughs> Overwhelmingly, mali lahat. It, the, the idea is to figure out together what's the right course of action. Unti-unti. Hindi yung talo kayo, talo kayo, pataasan ng ego, and then suddenly, oh, sabi sa'yo, sabi, kahit sino kailigay mong CEO dyan, ganun rin yung ratio ng mali niya. Ha? Oh, eh, kung ang nangyari is, is uh, walang decision-making, probably talo lagi, as po, I told you, there has to be a process where you guys figure it out together without emotions, without the ego. Okay, I'll try this out. Okay, uh, yung suggestion mo ganyan, Suggestion again, but let's do his suggestion. Muna, try out okay, let's do it. Okay, hindi po pa. Anong gagawin natin yan? <laughs> Not lang. You know, it's, it's, it's a... Alam mo, never kami seven years. Wala kami away na... Wala, very harmonious working relationship. We're still together. Sila yung CTO at CFO. And they run their own teams. And their teams are very happy with them. Yeah, I saw you guys on some events. You're still stuck together and everything. Slingshot and so great at a click, click. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the harmony. Yeah, you have a process. You have a, well. You want original co-founders because they are same same ages, me early thirties. Not in the time they they quit. Sila nagawa kami lagi don. Because we saw ourselves as equals all the time, right? In title, mm-hmm. the title is just a title. See, was just a title. Pare pare kami. There has to be a clear leader in the team that everybody respects. Ang nangyari, kasi he makes the decisions. No? Ang nangyari, my, my new co-founders, Jesse and Irvin, were still college students at the time when they joined me. Intern namin sila, actually. Oh, no. Malis na yung mga co-founders ko. Tuloy pa ba natin ito? Sabi na, sige, tuloy pa natin. Oh, they can't tuloy natin. They can't. 2015 yun. Now, kasi yung laki ng gap ng age namin is 14-15 years. Naging natural na sa amin yung ako yung leader na hindi, hindi nila kinikwestiyon gaan. I mean, like, I always ask, ano sa tingin mo? Tingin mo ba? Palpak to? Mali ba to? Ano mo mali kong ginagawa? Tingin mo. I always ask your opinion. Pero, mm-hmm. once I make a decision, support lang sila. Kung nagkamali man, ayusin namin together. So, because of that respect, uh, between the nilak malaking age gap, age gap namin, tsaka intern sila nagsimula, naging harmonious yung, yung working relationship namin. Mm-hmm. Never kaming nag-away na yun talagang, never kaming nag-away, actually, talagang away. Or kahit hindi yun talagang away, yung away lang, never kami nagkita. May contracts ba kayo? No, when, yes. when you started, may contracts ba kayo? What's, yes. Was it? Every, everything has and to be black and white. And you outline this decision-making process also in the contract. Yes. We have a decision-making process. We have a code of conduct, code of behavior, how everybody should be treat each other. Ayaw na ayaw ko yung somebody coming here na pinag-iinitan or napapahiya or not feeling comfortable pumasok dito kasi may ano basta may you know they have to be they have to feel safe here comfortable but mm-hmm. yun number one sa akin eh. you know mm-hmm. lang pakinggan sa performance ko kung toxic ka you're affecting the work of the other people and that reduces the productivity overall of the company so kung toxic ka magaling ka mag-perform no 150% eh yung negative impact mo sa lahat ng tao 200 negative 200% di umalis ka na mm-hmm. i've never fired anyone by the way Not once. You've you've never needed to, because you. Ko sa lumayo. We ano we we kung may problema man inaayos namin. Kasi I'm a big believer na ano eh. 
most of the time, most human conflict is, is caused by miscommunication. As a big believer in that. So I try to understand what's really going on. Ano problema? So I also try to understand the personal situation ng tao. Yung pala, may problema sa bahay, may sakit yung magulang, or alam mo na, hindi mo masabi. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, lahat tayo tao lang. You know, we're all people. We're all human beings. And we all have our strengths, our weaknesses. We have, we have our dreams. We have our fears. No, lahat yan, meron tayo. Eh, no? Minsan nagkakasalubong-salubong yan. Nagkakaroon ng conflict. And it's my job to make sure na you know, these things are resolved or prevented from the beginning. Kasi people are just acting like normal human beings. Would act. I always ask myself, why did he behave that way? Did he behave like any normal human being would have behaved? So I always try to be empathetic sa, ano, sa mga tao. Bakit na nagawa yan? Anong, anong dahilan? And it, it turns out, pag naiintindihan mo yung problem, makagawa ka na mas magandang solusyon. <laughs> not, not only yung naginawa nila, but pinaginawa. So you can you can avoid avoid it. So there's a lot of ano, learnings that I've did with personal management and and, and handling these things. So yeah. <laughs> Para yung, yung next question ko is very personal because on, on my own opinion, is it difficult to really start in the Philippines and is it really easy in Singapore, US, or here in Australia? Because for me, it was easier for me abroad executing things. Yeah, it, it is. It, yeah. Well, for one thing, may experience ka na. Mm. When you started the way in Australia, right? Very successful. Because you had the failures from the past or the experience yeah. from the past. That's mm. easier. <laughs> when you started, when your first one, talagang zero. Wala ka pang background, wala ka pang connection, wala pang ano. So I think you can also take that into account. But that doesn't... It, it's still easier to do it abroad. Mas meron din pa rin sa Pilipinas. It's getting easier kasi may funding na. Dati kasi wala rin talagang funding yun. Yeah, daming funding, right? Daming investors here. Yeah. This is the best time to start a startup. Yes, not that. So people watching at home, start higher startup. So uh, is it okay if we now um, entertain some questions? There's one question that I'm itching to have your answer. So this person asked, um, when you first got funding from the investors, where did you spend it on? Where did you spend it? Pardon, pardon. When you when first, first got, got your funding, how? Oh, we invested. We invested on the product mismo. Mm, so on hiring more people, no. Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily. Our first investment was fifty thousand dollars. We. Well, Jesse is our tech guy, and we have a product guy, Zyro, and then he was doing the designs and and. Uh, We focus on building the product mismo on our own. So we had we had a software development company that hired them. To say, meron ako alam na ibang startup. They did over hiring. In fact, apat lang kami. Uh, uh, the first the first fifteen months after funding, apat paring kami hindi naman dadagdag ng tao. We need to finish the product and sell it. That's where we had our first customer. Yon. So we only started hiring after we got our first customer. Imikilala ako startup. After same same time kami nagfunding. No? After a month, all na sila. Lahat na kamakbuk pa. We raised wow. the same amount of money, 2.5 m pesos. Mm. Tapos sila yung gastos nila. Like, oh, kamakbuk na lahat. <laughs> yung mga lakta dami, tingin 20,000 lang. Diba? Think about it, right? So, bakit yung kaya nag-focus? Focus yung sa product nyo kasi ibibenta nyo yan eh. Focus on the, the nearest path to revenue. Yun ang ginawa namin. And it worked out. Path to revenue. Yeah. Nearest path to revenue. That's very, that's very good advice. 
follow-up question niya. When did you start being yourself? I, I think they're they're trying to say founders. When when did the founders start paying themselves? Well, I started paying myself after we got the first funding, 50,000. 30,000 pesos. Uh, and then later on, of course, paying myself now. <laughs> um, mm. A lot more than I can make, I make in the US back then, in terms of salary, right? So uh, I make my co-founders the same thing. So uh, just pay yourself enough to, you know, to, let's say, company, make sure you prioritize your product building, right? But eventually, don't deprive yourself you know, you know. Mm, agreed. Um, next question. Oh, hold on. All right. Okay. Um, sorry, medyo hindi clear yung question niya. Okay, this one. Um, when you had to uh, get rid of some of the founders in your team, co-founders in your team, um, what did you say? I never got rid of any of my co-founders. They just left. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. And my co-founders since then, the one is still with us right now, very strong. So, yeah. Okay, let's proceed to the next one. They're asking if um, should startups register their business in the Philippines first? Well, they can do both. They can uh, register in the Philippines because it's important if you're going to have an operating business here. But the holding company has to be abroad. Mm. You're going to raise money, it has to be abroad. But if you're going to operate now here, register here also. Mm. Especially in the market where you will be serving, no? you really have to get registered there. That's why we register here too. Mm. Mm. That's good. But they have an office. You need to operate somewhere. You need to get registered here. That's true. That's true. Right. I think that's it for um, those who ask questions uh, at home. So, um, what are, do you have any other questions, Vince or Ray? Isa na lang pare. Like, kasi maraming nanonood ngayon na they thought startup is easy. Is there some point of your startup journey that you really want to quit? And what was that? Twice. Uh, try. But twice, it happened. Startups is probably, starting a company is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. The only mm. two things harder is going to war or raising kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So, some people do all of it. Right? Because mm. uh, it's really going into the unknown. Mm. Right? And, and from the very beginning, you are all the forces in the universe is already telling you, forcing you to fail. Mm. Parang, ano eh, parang tumalun ka sa bangin habang nahuhulog ka, nagbubuo ka ng aeroplano. Na bago ka tumama sa ground, kailang makatake off yung aeroplano, makalipad ka na. Pag parang ano eh, the minute you start, lahat ng pera palabas. You have to find a way to start generating revenue and then either you raise money or you you uh, start making selling making sales and then then you, before you hit the ground stop stop everything so it, it's really one of the hardest thing to do and honestly uh, as I said earlier no, there you have a very small chance of succeeding in a business 90% chance of failure but you only need to get it right once if you get it right once, your life changes forever. Mm -hmm. Not only with the 
money you're gonna make but the the, the, the education brings to your mind you you, be, you you understand things differently you see things differently uh you, you know it's it just it just educates you in so many ways and and uh gives you perspective that most people don't have um and the journey is fun it's very fun for me for <laughs> uh, but yeah there, another thing is it's like falling in love you know, with your startup you no know, when you once you start with it you left your company excited guy you have all the passion in the world in love and then when things get hard which it will yes. the first two first year or two eventually people fall out of love with their startup parang kasal parang marriage no? so when you fall out of love with your startup kasi walang progress relationship it ano it it sometimes you have you have to find a way to fall in love over and over again in your startup parang marriage diba Uh, it's like, oh, they may, may karoon ng bago anak, di ba? Or, yun na naman, that's deep falling love with your, again, in your marriage. Parang, ano eh, uh, if you have, you find a way to fall in, kasi at, at some point, mawala yung passion. The passion goes. You need to be able to set up structure and discipline and, and habits and the way of doing things, operationally speaking. So when the passion is gone, you can still get things done. Kasi if you're only running on passion, pag nawala yan, quit now. That's what most founders quit. No? Pero kung meron ka ng sistema, may, operation, may operating capacity ka na, kahit wala kang gana, at some point, you can still make progress kasi kumikilos ka. So when the passion runs out, the, the, the discipline kicks in. May disiplina ka na. The habits are there, the discipline is there. It's actually what brings you to the long term, not passion. Passion gets you started. It doesn't bring you to the finish line. Yeah. And what was that particular criteria that keeps you going? Is it the ego to prove to your family and friends that kaya ko to? What was it? What was that factor? Well, for me, it's enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Every day, I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, I think about the trabaho ko dati sa cubicle sa LAM research, like, Thank God, you know, I'm not there anymore. I'll be probably be a you know senior analyst by now and make $200,000 a year, you know, like, so, but but that's not worth it, you know, like, uh, I love what I do now, yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Ray. Um, I hope most of those who are watching will mm-hmm. find uh, value in what you have said, and I find it very valuable as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's time to go. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, and good luck. And we hope we can meet each other soon and uh, collaborate and then work together. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Thank you everyone for watching. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found that valuable. Please head to our Facebook page at Startup Island PH for more details.